everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> action slide whistle so it's february 13th 2021 
You're listening to John's Old Time Radio Show. Uh. Our last president, Donald Trump, was just in the last hour or so acquitted of his second impeachment, and we're doing what any sane, rational people would do. We're going to listen to crazy cartoon slash novelty <laughs> records because if the world wants to act crazy then we can act crazy too and I, i'm here with uh robert armstrong and mark pollock via satellite fiber optics and other various technology through the graces of uh that technology we're going to do this show gentlemen take over oh my oh, goodness no. what was that that was uh fred van epps banjo orchestra with sound effects from 1914, and um, Fred Van Epps also was the father of George Van Epps, the jazz guitar player of the 30s and 40s and so on, but he was <laughs> oh from a ragtime era. You know, he had this banjo orchestra, and back in the days when you could do that, you know. I like that record. I, I just picture like uh, an early, uh, you know, Fleischer slash Mary Melodies cartoon going along I with that. that too, and, I was thinking like a Paul Terry's like early Farmer Alfalfa cartoons. Were like <laughs> that. It was just crazy music and uh, yeah, yeah, I want to see perfect. The, I want to see the sheet music for that first. Okay, that's the, just the staff marked you know whistle <laughs> clacking. And then the other thing I'm thinking is. How many copies of that ended up accidentally, and I'm putting air quotes around the word accidentally, accidentally broken by parents when their kids played them too often? You know, it's got to be a. Did that ever happen to you? Did that ever happen to you, John, when you were a kid that a record got accidentally broken? No, my parents are pretty cool, but my dad was, you know, he was kind of a technology guy, so we had headphones, you know. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I had one mysteriously break in half overnight once. Oh, really? <laughs> That's what you get, I guess. Yeah, my dad used to sit in the living room and read the paper, and it was understood that you were to use headphones. I don't even remember it ever being said, but we just understood that. You know, <laughs> I remember had you a- could make all the music you wanted, though, so that was good. <laughs> I had a Davy Crockett record when I was a young kid. I played over and over again. The Davy, Davy Crockett. I was like, couldn't get enough of that. I had my own little forty-five record player. Yeah, I remember wearing out like um, the the tale of the big bad wolf, which which used to terrify me. Like I listened to it over and over again, and I was so scared. As one of those, you know, records that you know just was storytelling for kids. And maybe that's what got me into horror movies later. I don't oh. know. You know the the kids' records I had were Little Orly and Uncle Lumpy, and Uncle Lumpy went on to be a Mr. Green Jeans on the Captain Kangaroo show. Oh, sure. 50s, wow. But this is like the early 50s, and it was Uncle Lumpy telling stories about Little Orly. And it was like, sorry, Little Orly <laughs> and the Coonsin Cap or something. And I had these on 45, and, and they're like these stories. But I'm supposed to be looking out for those for you still, right? Is that something? Oh, like- I don't know. I, did, <laughs> I still had mine. I just wore them out. But... <laughs> Anyway, coming up next is, uh, speaking of novelty, it's the Havana Novelty Orchestra. It's not like they're from really all from the Havana. It was actually Nat Shulkrit's orchestra with some of the rhythm section from Don Aspiazu's orchestra from Havana. And uh, so there's some interesting effects in here. There's a, Andy Sinella plays a 
steel guitar, you can hear him a little bit in there. And also uh, Bob Efros, the trumpet player, sorry, um, is featured on here for this, this maniacal laughing. And speaking of cartoon and cartoon music, for you fans of early animation, um, this is featured in a Flip the Frog cartoon from 1933 called The Soda Squirt. And they, oh, wow. they, they use this record, you know, like no halfway kidding, through no. the, the cartoon when, when the, the soda fountain gets t torn up and destroyed by this madman character, this like kind of monster character. They play this record. <laughs> okay. That's so it's great. Mama Inez, which is a pop song from the late 20s. Okay. It's based on a Cuban-Spanish tune. <laughs> Thank you. 
great great band too yeah it's romping on that one you yeah can't, you can't be grumpy listening to something like that you know you can't no unless you're really it's grumpy what, in which case it'll make it worse it was, you know. <laughs> it's a, attitude adjusting yep. records <laughs> oh at least join in the laughing chorus oh you know gosh. <laughs> That's so good. is that from the cartoon is that what they animate the whole tune or just that part of it? Yeah, they, they, whole, they use the entire record. That's As great. Flip the Frog deals with this this monster that comes into his soda fountain shop. Oh, gosh. All right, yeah. now I want to see that. You can, now, you can find it on YouTube. Oh, just really? look on, you know, Flip the Frog Soda Squirt 1933. You can watch the whole cartoon. Oh. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm pulling out a imperial record from Britain that's uh, Hunting Tigers Out in India. Because why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Out in, out in, out in India. Yeah. 
They bite, they scratch, they make an awful fuss. It's no use stroking them, saying, push, push, push. No harm to tigers out in India. Out in, out in, out in India. Yeah. Plonk, it, it, plonk, plonk, chilly, bum, bum. Yeah. <laughs> nice ending. Leslie Cerrone is the uh, artist on that one. It's a British dance orchestra? Yeah, I think so. On the Imperial label. Yeah. Yeah, what have you got there? I have a record by Harry Reeser and the Six Jumping Jacks. Oh, good. And, I love uh, that group. It's called Etiquette Blues. And it's a published song. Get the sheet music for it, but... It's a parody on um, these records that came out that were for children called Etiquette and Rhyme. And huh. they would, you know, all these things, you know, never put your elbows on the table. And, and they'd always add, and many other pointers we should mention. And, and so they just, the six jumping jacks just took that and just had a ball with it, just made, made fun of the whole thing. I know the record, but I didn't realize it was making fun of that. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, I used to have a... A copy of it on a cassette tape someplace I got from Cedric Clute, and he was the one that told me, "Oh no, it's based on the etiquette in rhyme," and he had That's some cool. of the original records of it. And, and oh, gosh. there's a connection there, which makes it extra funny. One time, I was uh, looking through a collection of dance band records, and I came across a section. There was like thirty plus six jumping jacks, and I had my little portable, so I thought, this is a great opportunity, you know, I'll listen to everyone, and I'll pick out the best ones, you know, because sometimes, you know, you get a bunch of records, especially in the dance bands, and, uh, you know, some of them are gems, and some are just kind of, eh, and I went through, and I listened to every six jumping jacks, and I came to the conclusion, I need them all. <laughs> I couldn't find a bad one. <laughs> well, then you could include his other bands, like the Jazz Pilots, and the Cleco Club Eskimos. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I've got a Harry Reeser story. Uh, as a kid, I was, like I said before, I was playing the previous show, played the plectrum banjo when I was a kid. And uh, I have an aunt and uncle that lived in New York City, and they kept on saying, oh, you play the, the, the banjo. You ought to meet our friend Harry. Oh, he's great. He goes to our church. Harry's just a great... I don't know who they're talking <laughs> about because they never said Harry Reeser, and it was Harry Reeser. Oh, and uh that's incredible. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to meet him. I was in New York visiting them in 1968, and he had just died a couple years before. He was oh, wow. playing in the orchestra pit for Fiddler on the Roof, and he showed up early for the gig, and he just died of a fatal heart attack on the, in, the, in the pit. Oh, that was wow. it. And it's oh, darn, I got missed my chance to meet Harry Reeser, but... Years later, I did meet his wife and daughter, and because they lived in near Pasadena, and somehow my father knew the daughter, and so I went to visit them, and I met Harry Reeser's wife, and she brought over all these great scrapbooks of Harry and his band with the six jumping jacks and the Cleco Club Eskimos and all oh, wow. that wonderful stuff. <laughs> cool. So anyway, Etiquette Blues from 1928. All right, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, many other pointers we will mention. Thank you for your very kind attention. 
etiquette. I know just how all your vittles should be at. I have written this little book about mistakes I've saw. Take them down and don't forget that what I say is law. Always leave your spoon up in your coffee. Starting with your super sound your ring. Napkins are to catch the food that bounces off your knife. Tuck the napkin in so it will stay. Always put both elbows on the tape. Many other pointers we could mention. Always gesture with your fork. Friday means it's fish or pork. Thank you for your very kind attention. live gigs bob is that what's going on here you keep pulling out this slide whistle i can't help myself you know i get moved oh the music moves me okay i i can't follow that up so i will um i don't know why i love this kind of record but there's something about versions of rhapsody in blue when it's not done by an orchestra and I've got it done by Jesse Crawford on a Wurlitzer. I've got it done by the Fomine Brothers on accordion. And uh, then this is uh, Borominovich and his harmonica group. I just, I don't know, there's something about taking on a wonderful piece like that and just ripping it to shreds. I have a lot of other records by this group. I really like them. Oh, yeah, they're terrific. I'm a big fan, too. And I, I even have a... a an approved Borominovitz harmonica oh. at home in in the box, really? and it's called the wow. Little Rascal harmonica for his harmonica rascals. And you know, after Borominovitz died, uh, Johnny Paleo took over in the fifties. And I remember seeing them on the Ed Sullivan show, and they were just great huh. to watch because they were just slapstick stuff. They were like watching the 
Five Stooges or something on stage, <laughs> but they're just excellent harmonica players. And they they made some soundies in the 30s. They're kind of interesting. But what a great band. Gone are the days <laughs> yeah. of harmonica bands and oh, harmonica man. groups. And they're just yeah. the best. <laughs> Yeah, long gone are the days where you're going to hear people play harmonica like that, huh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the, and, uh, Too and, bad. And I don't see it happening again because they're so dang expensive. You ever you ever looked at how much it costs to buy one of those big honking uh, bass harmonicas? And it's just thousands of dollars. Well, it takes some dedication to, to play them well too, right? And, oh yeah. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, other than blues, blues harmonica playing, you just don't really hear any other style anymore, which is, yeah, like everything else, kind of too bad. But that's why we got this podcast, right? right now, did I, did I see a, a red label gray go, go by, and, and am I to assume Andy Snella might be on it? Snella's not on this one. This is um, okay. Fred Hall, the Sugar Babies. Oh, with, cool. With Arthur Fields on vocal. And I like a, Arthur Fields, yeah. <laughs> Arthur Fields. Did you know his real name was Abraham Finkelstein? Oh, that's a much better name. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> bad choice. But uh, actually, this is a song that uh, Arthur Fields and Fred Hall composed. And, and a lot of these Grey Gull things were just toss-offs. And this was... Yeah. And, and uh, on the Grey Gull label, they made a lot of... It's like real dime store stuff, but that Fred Hall and Sugar Babies is one of the groups that recorded a lot on this besides the house band of Grey Gull. But uh, this is called I Can't Sleep in the Movies Anymore. <laughs> so I, so I, this is probably like 1929, Ago. Then the silent drama held its sway, okay, now they squeak and squawk, that's why I say, I'm so sad and I'm so blue, I don't know just what to do, I can't sleep in the movies anymore. When the star with a baby face shouts out in a voice that's bass, I can't sleep in the movies anymore. I used to like reposing for just an hour or so, but now when I start dozing, guns go off and whistles blow, then a theme song there must be written just to torture me, I can't sleep in the movies anymore. Thank <laughs> you. 
That makes me think, you know, uh, I used to, well, whenever I went to see like a Hollywood movie, I'd, I'd try to really figure out from the reviews if it's going to be any good. And then we got these recliner seats at the movies now. And, you know, I said to my wife, like, I, I don't really care if the movie's no good because I'll just, I'll, I'll go to sleep in this recliner for a couple hours. That's how she got me to go see, you know, the remake of A Star is Born. And I said, just whatever you do, don't wake me up. Yep. <laughs> Pinch me if I start to snore. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I got to get a copy of that record, though. That's great. That's a great record. Oh, my gosh. Well, Bob, you've heard this one before. You may not remember it. This is, um, so to explain, we're, you know, we're in Davis right now, and it's a, and UC Davis is a big agricultural college. So a lot of the stuff you find at estate sales tends to be agriculture related, and that's what this record is. Um, it's made by the Shell Chemical Corporation, recorded at Fine Sound in New York, and huh. it's a, a hoedown advertising D&D nematode killer. Um, wow. So there's, there's not too many records you'll hear that specifically talk about nematodes, but this is one of them. Come listen to my story about the nematode. I lost a crop to this soil pest, he had me buffaloed. So I went to see my dealer and asked him what to do. Well, you gotta get rid of the nematode or your farming days are through. I recommend you kill them off by treating with DD. The nematodes can't stand it, as you will shortly see. Before you plant, you work deep, deep, deep down into the ground. The gas that forms will slaughter every nematode around. I did what he suggested. I've used DD, my friend. And I'm getting back four dollars now for every one I spend. Nematodes infest your crops, cause damage in your fields. Then treat with DD fumigant and harvest bigger yields. Before you plant, you work DD deep down into the ground. The gas that forms will slaughter every nematode around. Yes, the gas that forms will slaughter every nematode around. DD soil fumigant. Sure helps you get better crops and bigger profits. Where else are you going to yeah, hear man. that? <laughs> I bet you that was a I, huge I, seller, you know. <laughs> play at every holiday family gathering. Yeah. 
It's a nice Christmas record. <laughs> it's, it's red, red, red vinyl. So. Yeah, the, Produced it, by the J. Walter Thompson Company in February 1957, so it's a really late 78, too. It does give me the weird feeling that they want me to buy something, but I'm not sure what. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only if you have a nematode problem, John. Yeah. Who know knows? I, I mean, know. how do you know if you have a nematode problem? Well, your friends won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What do we got, Bob? Oh, this is a record. I don't know anything about this guy. Ralph Richardson, <laughs> not to be uh, confused with the British actor, but uh, called Little Dog Yodel. Yeah, cool. Huh. And it's on the flip side of... Sauerkraut is bully. Both <laughs> sides are great on this. I can't say it. My father, my mother, my sister and brother, they all came over the sea. With one barrel of sauerkraut and a pound of Limburger for me. Oh, where, oh, where is my little dog gone? Oh, where, oh, where can he be? With his ears cut short and his tail cut long, oh, where, oh, where can he be? So bologna was put into sausage, of course. Oh, where, oh, where can he be? For they make it with dog and they make it with horse. So of course they made it with him.
I understand that they ground the dog up and put him in a sausage? Is that what the yeah, right. record says? Yes. Okay. Or sometimes um, they use only horse. mixed with horse. Oh, that's fantastic. That's some, that's some pretty nice uptown yodeling there. It is very, very good, very clean. Well, if you're going to make us listen to one yodeling record, I think I have to respond in kind with a smiley Burnett uh, doing the Swiss boy, where he gets to, uh, gets to exercise his I chops. I love smiley Burnett, the frog. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he, he gets to do all the, use everything he's got in his vocal range. Way up in the peaks of the Swiss Alps, they say, lives an alpine yodeler and his son. The old man would sit on a rock in the shade, on a weird instrument he would strum. He was a trying to teach his fat boy how to sing, and to yodel like all the Swiss do. The boy would watch closely while the old man would sing, especially the yodel lady who... Holy lady, lady, holy lo lo lo, holy lady, holy lady, holy lady, 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 holy lady, lo 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 lo, But try as he would, the fat boy couldn't sing, and the instrument just wouldn't play. His father would cry and his life was made sad, but he never gave up, so they say. He could play the chords right on just one little song, but his yodeling, his father'd say, ooh-hoo. He yodeled it backwards, he couldn't sing high, especially the old lady who. Holy lo-lele, holy lo-lele, holy wee-wo, holy wee-wo, holy lo-lele, holy wee-wo, holy wee-wo. Excellent. Ah, uh, smiley. That's really good. <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, it's it's the only record I have with a Bozo the Clown label on it. You know, it's just, oh, wow. just why, you know, because there's no need usually for that, for those of the clown albums i know they they've probably got some good stuff on them but with limited space you got to choose what you're going to keep right <laughs> so was it just part of the the bozo package i remember those record albums with like bozo on the farm and oh, bozo yeah. goes to the moon and with that label so i don't that was know. like a, an extra that would they would put in the album i have no idea well the other side is rudolph the red-nosed reindeer so it was probably just a single yeah um I mean, talking as if I know yeah, what they did, as if, as if I'm a Bozo the Clown discographer, well, for crying out loud. You know? Cashing in on the Bozo the Clown craze of that period. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I see a red label champion here, John. Oh, that's, oh, that's 
Good. <laughs> That's always a promising thing. Yeah, no kidding. What does that mean? Well, it's not a rare hillbilly or blues record, I'm sorry to say, but it features uh, Jerry Macy and Ed Small. Oh, yeah, I love these guys. Yeah, they're known as sometimes the radio imps, and you know, yeah. But, uh, and Ed Small worked with other singers, you know, these duet singers and kind of comedy and all that. So it's their version of Singing in the Bathtub. Oh, cool. I've never heard this. Oh, dear, Hey, what's the matter in there? Are you drowning? I resent that. You know I'm the champion bathtub singer of the world. Well, you got some soap in your tonsil that time. Not on your life, boy. Oh, I suppose, you think you're smart. You suds it. That's why I'm singing in the bathtub with a gay refrain. Watching all your troubles go swinging down the drain. Oh la 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 la, I'm wobbling through the soap sun. Life is full of hope, faith, and charity. You can sing with feeling while you're feeling for the soap. Ba da 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 oh look, there's a ring around the bathtub. Well that isn't so nice to see, now don't leave that ring around your bathtub. Why not, it's a rainbow to me. I'm reaching for a towel. Are you ready for a rub? Ah, there's a rub. Everybody's happy when singing in the tub. Oh boy, ain't this bathtub corking? Sure a cure for wrath. There's no use in talking. Say you're the night of the bath. And I feel so much lighter in this tub all right. You're in there, you blighter, because it's Saturday night. Oh, I'm singing in the bathtub. Now what? Telephone. Oh, will you tell them I'm in a, uh, I'm in a conference? Oh, slip on something. Slip on something? Ouch, I did. I'm forever blowing bubbles. Hey, will you, will you quit singing in that bathroom? I can't. Why can't you? I gotta keep singing. Because there's no lock on the door. Well, then I think I'll play for you. Maybe it won't sound so bad. Go ahead. I don't care. Oh, but not that. Cut it out, will you? I'll get arrested if I stand up. Singing in the bathtub. Oh, now it's a bathtub. Sitting all alone. What, all alone? Tearing out a tonsil, just like a baritone. What's all me? Never take a shower. Shower. It's an awful pain. Right in the neck. Singing in a shower, like singing in the rain. Pretty for your shoulders. Jerk to be abolished. But don't forget one thing. While the body is washed and polished, sing, brother, sing. You can yodel opera, <laughs> even while you scrub. Oh, scrub. Everybody's happy when singing in the tub. Blub, blub. It's great. <laughs> nice version. Yeah. I have them on Champion doing a song, Oh, What a Pal is Who's It? You ever hear that? No. Oh. Really funny. Really funny. I, I love those guys. <laughs> I'm going to go 
Oh, I'm going to switch to another Imperial record again, but this is going to be Red Pepper Sam. Oh, cool. Doing Dinah. So this was like uh, Red Pepper Sam is uh, Popeye? Yeah, Billy Costello. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. The one I really want to find is uh, Teddy Bear Picnic, oh, that's which is just so bizarre. Very it's strange, like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Dinah, is there anyone finer in the state of Carolina? If there is and you know her, show her to me. It's Dinah, with the Dixie eyes blazing, and the Dixie eyes blazing, just to be with Dinah Lee. Now every night, I wide, shake with fright, because my dynamite changed your mind about me. I said it's Dinah, is there anyone finer? I can hop an ocean liner, just to be with Dinah Lee. between using different parts of his voice just boggles my mind he's really yeah it really sounds like different people it's... yeah and he was a hot shot uke player too yeah yeah that's so, him on the uke i believe so. so yeah i've heard about another records where he's playing the uke oh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that It's fu it's funny it's funny that uke players ended up being like cartoon voices, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they all it's interesting comparing him to like ukulele Ike. 
you know, their st- yeah. style of eefing, you know, the, the effects they get with their throat and their mouth and stuff. And yeah. who was first, who influenced who? And cause also yeah. Johnny Marvin was doing that, a, a bunch of people. And um, it was just a vogue on for that kind of yeah. novelty singer with a uke. Yeah, yeah, Art Fowler, yeah. <laughs> All right, so what do we got here? This is a, a saxophone solo by Rudy Weedoff called Rubinola. It's got some barnyard effects and things. It's a little <laughs> fantasy. And so, yeah, this is from the 20s. And so Rudy was, you know, early on with the saxophone thing before it became like a, a major solo instrument in the jazz world and other things. And uh, before Rudy came along, it was only people like the Six Brown Brothers who were using the saxophone and stuff or like a real novelty thing. So He's sure. kind of working within that kind of novelty framework with the saxophone, though he was, you know, almost kind of a classical player in a way. Thank <laughs> you. 
fantastic. Oh my goodness. Rudy. Oh man. He's almost kind of coming from the ragtime era in a way. Yeah, and, absolutely. And he's also using these kind of older techniques like slap tonguing and stuff on the saxophone that you just no one seems to play like that anymore. Yeah. Maybe for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so you've really never heard this version of Strawberry Rowan, Bob. You really haven't heard it. I'm, 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 I, I was just assumed. But you caught me I, I, unaware, unsurprised. But I, you got the jump on me, Mark. I, wow. I'm surprised. So uh, <laughs> the story is that uh, the original Strawberry Rowan was written by Curly Fletcher. And then um, there was a chorus added by some other Hollywood writers, and he hated the chorus. He despised it. So he rewrote all the lyrics to the song to change it to something much, much more provocative, as it were. And so this is by Dick Ferran and the Sons of the Pioneers. And uh, they're doing the castration of the Strawberry Rowan. Ah, yeah, because I know this. It started out as a poem. Yeah. And then later became a song. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Well, so you're in for a treat. Well, I'm <laughs> fasten my seatbelt. I was hanging round town in a house of ill fame, laying up with a twist, a rough hustling dame. When a hop-headed pimp with his nose full of coke beat me out of the girl and it left me stone broke. When a stranger walked in and said, he say, my lad, are you any good riding horses? It's bad. Said, I, you're damned right. That's one thing I can do. I'm a second-rate pimp, but a good buckaroo. Bring on your bad horses. I never saw one that could set me to guessing or bother me none. Said, he guess again, there's one horse that I own. You might have heard of him. The strawberry roan. Well, I guess we've all heard of that ball bearing stud. He had epizootic and glanders and crud. He's the worst bucking bronco that ever was foaled. He's never been rode and he's 20 years old. Oh, that strawberry roan. How many colts has he thrown? He's got gonorrhea and shankers and sip. He's strictured with clap, but his cock is still stiff. That renegade strawberry roll. Well, the upshot of it was that I found myself hired to snap out some coats at that great studded sired. They were not headed cayuses, just like their dad. With most of them wrongs, but all of them bad. With their feet in my pockets, those bastards did fight. Till my ass drug my tracks out away before night. My balls in my boots and my mouth full of dung. My ears was all scratched where I'd got my spurs hung. Then the boss came in and said, he, that's enough. That strawberry roan's colts are too goddamn tough. I'm plumb sick and tired seeing you take them falls. Rope that windmill in stud and we'll cut out his balls. Oh, that strawberry roan. We went out to unbend his bones. We built a big loop and went in the corral. We roped his front feet and he parted and fell. 
we flattened that strawberry roll. Well, the boss held his head while I hogged tight his legs. Then I reached for my jackknife and went for his eggs. When I opened his bag, why, he let out a moan. And he squealed like a pig when I whittled one stone. But all I could locate was one of his nuts. The other was hidden someplace in his guts. So I rolled up my sleeves and swimming in blood. I frisked with the seed in the guts of that stud. Well, I thought that I'd found it. I felt something pass. But it was only a turd on the way to his ass. Just then I heard one of them blood-curdling squalls. And I looked and the roan had the boss by the balls. Well, I stomped on his head. It wasn't no use. He was just like a bulldog he wouldn't let loose. So I untied his legs and he got to his feet. But the boss's voice changed and I knew he was beat. Oh, that strawberry roll. We advise you to leave him alone. He's a knot-headed coyote with only one ball. But the boss is a unique with no balls at all. Lay off of that. Why don't we have that record? What, wow, what wow. is that on? Okay. No, that's a that's a white label pirated. God knows what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, party record. Party record. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh. I'm surprised. And uh, <laughs> I had to talk to Slim. Slim and I have done that. You know, just Strawberry Road, like dozens and dozens. We played oh, yeah. so many gigs where people want to hear that song, and, and I, <laughs> I, I wonder if you know that. <laughs> So here's another just plain old party record. All right. Tom and Jerry in Honolulu. And, and and for those people who might not know what a party record is, uh, yeah, yeah. these were like uh, you know adult content, not sold in uh, your regular record shop necessarily, maybe below the counter or Con- something. Under the counter type of thing, yeah. Or and, or maybe mail order too. You could send away for you know. In back okay. of a, a man's magazine, they'd have ads for like records to liven up your party, <laughs> like back, back pages of Rogue or yeah. Dude or <laughs> Conversation and Man Social magazine. Contact getting you down. Yeah. Play a party record, <laughs> have a good time. And there's a, so much piracy in them too. It's like you know somebody would release one and then you get pirated by another company, and that would get pirated by another company. So a lot of them just sound terrible. But uh, uh, I know you could. Uh, Cliff Edwards did a few of them at with uh, Hollywood Hot Shots with uh, Ben Light on piano, and they're fantastic. And yeah, like I have a, a, a few of those. I'm yeah. gonna give it to Mary with love. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Tom and Jerry go to Honolulu. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. Kind of in keeping now. We're in the blue portion of the set here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here are those two lovable Marines in Honolulu. So this is Honolulu, eh, Jerry? This is it, Tommy, me boy. Say, Jerry, where can we see those hot hula dancers? I hear these native gals here can make their cans shake like a farmhouse in a Kansas cyclone. <laughs> oh, boy. They sure grind a mean funny. 
And when they start wiggling their punch bowl, if you don't get high blood pressure, your waterworks is clogged up. Hey, hey, Jerry, there's a couple of swell lookers. Let's make them. Sure. Hello there, sugar tit. Hello, sailor. Howdy, kid. What a big, handsome thing you are. Big, sir. You ain't seen nothing yet. How about having a good time, baby? Okay with me, Malahini. Malahini, huh? That uh, means newcomer, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, well, baby, you'll find me a comer, all right. How about your buddy here? Oh, he can make good. He has a 16-inch gun on the ship. 16 inches? Oh, boy, did you bring it with you? Nah, you can't take it off the ship. But I can handle a smaller gun to suit you. Is your gun well loaded? I'll say it is. I haven't shot it since we left San Diego three weeks ago. <laughs> Whoa! We're going to have some lua. To hell with a lua. I'm looking for a lay. A lay is something soft you put around your neck. Uh-uh. You won't put anything around my neck. I'm young, but I'm still old-fashioned. No, no, you don't understand. A lua is a party, and a lay is a decoration we give you. Hey, you don't give us no decorations. I know a guy that was decorated in this man's town, and his hair and his teeth fell out. (laughs) (laughs) Here's where we live. Coming in? Sure thing. Wait a minute. What's the price? Never mind that. Come on in. I don't think you girls will entertain us the way we want to be entertained. We'll entertain you any way you want to be entertained. You will? Mm-hmm. Sure. How do you want to be entertained? For nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm game. I'll see if you're as good as you say you are. Yeah, baby. If I don't make you cry wiki wiki in seven different languages, I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what does wiki wiki mean, Jerry? That means hurry up. Oh. <laughs> come here, baby. Join the Navy and see the world. And you, black eyes, come to Papa and see what he brought you. Oh, baby. Oh, oh. 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 you a hot shot. My, but you're strong. Can't take it, huh? I haven't said I wouldn't try to take it, have I? Come on in here, baby. You think you can make me come in there? I'll wear you down to a shadow if you don't. <laughs> Good night, Tommy. See you in the morning. Sailor boy, want to come with me? Come with you? I'll be ahead of you. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, what's that? What's the matter? Who is it? Uh, what's the big idea? Uh, get the hell out of there. Hey, you guys. This is Cassidy, Shore Patrol. Get in the first boat. We're off in 20 minutes. Oh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh man, a lot of those just aren't that good, but that one was actually well done. Man, some some of those some of these some of those records are, are acted by people who just seem to be bored. You know, yeah. a lot of them are just they, terrible, but that they, one was good. They sound like a real radio actors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're really slicking, really slicking, and they, and they had a ukulele and a slide guitar for a second <laughs> yeah. there, right? Yeah, just set the mood like you really are in the islands there. Okay, so uh, in 19, 1950, there was a popular song, kind of a silly song called If I Knew You Were Coming, I'd Have Baked a Cake. And so this is a yeah. parody by Cactus Pryor and his prickly pears. And uh, if you listen to this, like some good playing. There's some, some mandolin on work there later on. It almost sounds like Leo Rayleigh on the, on the mandolin, but uh, this is a group out of, well, Cactus Priors from Austin, Texas, so I assume this is a Texas group. 
called a fire. Uh, well, I'll let the. <laughs> he says, take on a. If I knew he's coming, I'd bake a cake, but Cactus does it differently. Well, 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 look who's here. If I knowed you's a coming, I wouldn't be here. If I'd knowed you's a coming, I'd have cut my throat, cut my throat, cut my throat. If I knowed you's a coming, I'd have cut my throat. What to do, what to do, what to do? Had you dropped me a letter, I'd have hired a plane, a fast jet plane, or hopped a train. Had you dropped me a letter, I'd have hired a plane, and here's a welcome mat from you. Now I don't know where you come from, cause I don't know where you've been. But it really doesn't matter, cause before I'd hear your chatter, I'd dig a grave and dive right in. If I'd known you to come and I'd slit my wrist, clench my fist, give my neck a twist. If I'd known you to come and I couldn't resist, sinking my dog on you. Should we end no. it with oh, sure. a nervous, nervous record? This is going to be the last one? I think so. Yeah. You can find right, it who, if you want. Who is this? Nervous, nervous. Okay. J- Jimmy Drake, who uh, most people know him for his version of Transfusion, uh, came out in 1956. And he, he's from Oakland. He lived in Oakland. Really? And then he oh. had his own little home recording studio. And he may have recorded this himself. I'm not sure, but uh, it's called his song he wrote called "Ape Call." Ape Call. And I remember in the <laughs> early '70s, I still lived in L.A. and I was in a bar band called the Snake Boats, and we did a version of this song, "Ape Call." <laughs> oh, cool! All right, guys. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for doing the it show. Was fun. This was a lot of fun. This teaches us uh, we have to have a sense of humor about our music. Another thing that's missing from modern music, for the most part. 
So I like to think you guys uh, help put the humor back in music yeah, today. That's right. Don't oh. take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Well, thank you, that's John, right. for having us. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The East River String Band is brought to you by Turkey Spankers, the poultry tenderizing service. Zoom, 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 zoom. Back in history, before time began, all the real cool cats had a solid plan. When they dug a nervous chick, they all to a man went. Ape call, Duliaba. Ape call, Duliaba. Ape call, Duliaba. You wanna be cool, man? Go ape. Young Mighty Joe swinging through the trees was the king of everything that roosted in the leaves. But when he saw a girl ape hanging in the breeze, he went. Ape call, Duliaba. Ape call, Duliaba. Ape call, Duliaba. You like to be hip boy? Go ape. Big dinosaur was a long, tall lizard. He drift through the jungle like a slow blizzard. But when he got a double ticket lady lizard, he did. Ah! Ape call, Duliaba. Ape call, Duliaba. Ape call, Duliaba. You wanna be sharp, cat? Go ape. A pterodactyle was a flying fool. Just a, I thought I'd break in and tell you what a pterodactyle was. Well, it was sort of a stork-looking bat with sharp teeth that cruised around looking for. Say, we haven't changed a bit, have we, cats? A pterodactyle was a flying fool, just a breeze-flapping daddy of the old school, but a mama-dactyle could show sure make him drool. Ape call, doodly-abba. Ape call, doodly-abba. Ape call, doodly-abba. Don't be a square, Joe. Go ape. Now, old Papa Tiger was the boss of the Nile, just a sport model cat with a solid style. He was old King Cool till the girl tiger smiled. Ape call, doodly-abba. Ape call, doodly-abba. Ape call, doodly-abba. Be Zorch, daddy-o. Go ape. Adam was the first boy in the land, a big Malaroony daddy with an iron hand. But when little Eva said, Hi, man. Ape call, doodly-abba. Ape call, doodly-abba. Ape call, doodly-abba. Don't be a cube-rube. Go ape. So remember to ape call today. As for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love your audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's old-time radio show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, That's I'm, great. I'm great. I'm going to use that in every show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on. That's a career she could have had.